Hello, everyone. This is Manchester is burning for, oh, I think it's February now, right? It's February 1st, 2021. We made it through one month. We got 11 more to go. It's 2021 coming to you from the ATL, from Atlanta, Georgia, USA. And welcome to the very first podcast, video cast of our new format. Yes, as I've been warning, dropping hints, putting flags in the ground in the red clay of Georgia, I've been saying we're going to be making some changes. And we are effective today, Monday, February 1, 2021. We will be covering the big four, primarily, of the FAWSL. That is the Women's Super League in the UK, in England. The top four, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, and Arsenal, okay, exclusively, meaning it's going to be exclusive FAWSL content from here on out. We will have at least four shows a week, one each from someone from each of those uh, clubs, organizations, supporters, groups, et cetera, fans coming in, giving their take of what happened, and hopefully they'll be coming on on a weekly basis for all of y'all to spread the FAWSL in the U.S., as well as their uh, fan groups, supporters groups, agnosium as needed. So today, we have Mark Henry. He is going to be our our newest contributor now for uh, on the Manchester United women's team. He is also a member of their official supporters group, the Barmy Army, which is also, uh, if you are in the U.S. listening and watching this, you can join from the United States. In fact, he just told me about a watch party that they had, and they had a few people from the U.S. there, which is awesome. That is great. Welcome, Mark, to the Manchester's Burning Program, and I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Mark... I want to give you an opportunity to actually talk about the official supporters group for the Manchester United women, the Barmy Army. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, So the Barmy Army, it was formed in 2018 when the team reformed. And it's kind of been like a juggernaut ever since we we go home. We go to every home game. We go to every away game up and down the country. Um, It's a group of people who support the team we sing we stand we chant we have flags we are exactly what it says in the name we are a bit barmy but we are also a little bit of an army as well and um, it's it's free to join as you said Uh, just follow us on twitter send us a dm and we'll get it all sorted out for you it's that easy absolutely absolutely and um how many members do you all have now so currently we have about 170 members worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. ma- majority of them are in, in, are in the UK, clearly, mm-hmm. uh, but we're getting, we're spreading out, obviously, with the, the Tobin and Kristen coming over. That's brought in American fans. We had a, a couple before that, but we've had more US fans, but we're about 170 fans currently. Okay. Obviously looking for more yeah. <laughs> as you as you go yeah. on. All right. Um, and so great. Um, so drop y'all can drop a DM on y'all's Twitter. Yeah. To, uh, to, to get the start the process of yeah. joining up and you can join from anywhere uh, yeah. in the world. Perfect. Yeah. So let's go into the, uh, the Everton match yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and it was a it was two nil. Yeah. And 
how big because everyone I've been talking to about had circled this match as an important match on the calendar and the original fixture was postponed and so now yeah. it's being it got replayed um yesterday and everyone was circling that and Chelsea as the two big matches that were circled on the calendar to kind of give an indicator as to where the women's team is at yeah. this season So after seeing that match yesterday, what did you come away from it as far as how they played, your initial reactions? How important is it that they got this 2-0 win? Yeah, like you correctly said, the game was supposed to be played first week in January. It got postponed. um, And then if if it would have gone ahead originally, it was supposed to be Everton and then Chelsea. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Everton was the bigger game for me because if you win that going into the Chelsea game, then you've got a bit of momentum. Obviously, mm-hmm. as you said, it was it was postponed. So we did we didn't play that first weekend in January. We, mm-hmm. So we had to play Chelsea. So for me and many members of that we've talked to, Everton was a bigger game. Um the the game yesterday itself was probably the most complete 90 minutes I've seen since we beat Arsenal 1-0. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and when you consider the, that game, the, that game in it, in it just by itself, mm-hmm. it was the, a, a good game. It was uh, attacking and defensively wise. It was it was very uh, Casey set out the team in, in my opinion perfectly, and it showed on the pitch. I don't think Everton had really one. They had one chance, which Mary made a good save from. But other than that, the tactics worked perfectly. And from uh, and let's we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that. When you say that Casey got her tactics perfectly, set it up yeah. perfectly, help us understand what leads you to that conclusion. So, Casey is a defender herself, mm-hmm. and she she has always said keeping clean sheets is part of winning games, mm-hmm. and the back four is a stable back four. It it knows the jobs. You know, obviously you can swap a couple of players around being on or on, can go from the right to the left and Kirsty Smith can go vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we've got a very stable back four and you've got uh, Amy and Millie Turner who uh, I call, you know, as a United fan, they are my Nemanja Vrnic and Rio Ferdinand. They are, mm-hmm. they, they are those kind of players. So you've got a, a stable at the back that, that you can build on. All four of them are comfortable on the ball. They they can uh, do different things. Millie can bring the ball out from the back. Honor is an attacking fullback. Kirsty again yesterday was getting forward a lot. So Casey got the tactics. She got a, she's got a stable back four, and then going forward, you've got Haley Ladd who sweeps up a bit. You've got Katie Zellen who who can get forward. Jackie Grogan who is mm-hmm. um, a, a brilliant little who is the superstar for me. And then you've got the likes of Tobin Christen. Jess Siggs with Leah Galton, you've got all these other players. And the foundation that Casey built on with the tactics yesterday was let's get a back four, let's get that to keep a clean sheet, and then everything else we can work on from from there. And that's what it really uh it really struck me that Everton is is I mean, they're not in that top four I was talking about, but they're close. And they yeah. put up some good results. Uh, they gave Manchester City a, a run in the, the the FA Cup final not too long ago, and it was um, 
it was very clear that you know that they Everton had no chances for what I could see in the first 45 minutes. In the first half, they had none. They couldn't even get any really anywhere close. Uh, and and as listeners and watchers of this program know, my philosophy is this: is you never lose matches when you don't give up any goals. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could end up going nil nil, and you still get a point. You never lose if you can't. So it's been a very solid back line. But how did you feel about? Because it seemed that you go in the first half, and it was complete domination. I think. Of the first in the first half by United, then Everton went up on the front foot in the second, trying to pull one at least one back and maybe try to get close. How do you feel like that defensive line that back four held up in the second half of that match? Uh, I think you, you you said it really well yourself. Is that the second half was the first half United dominated? There's no question about that. There was a Bit, there was a small period at the beginning where Everton were, were pushing us back a bit, but there was nothing that truly came from it. In the second half, we were comfortable at all times. They never, you know, with the exception of the save that Mary made, that's the only thing I can remember mm-hmm. Everton doing. They, they had possession of the ball, but they didn't really do anything with it. They didn't put us under any serious pressure. They weren't pushing us back. They were happy to play it from right to left and backwards and forwards, but they weren't getting in behind the defence. So was I worried at any point that they would score? No, because they didn't do anything to to scare us into anything. They, they, they weren't, as I said, they weren't pushing us back. They they were happy to play the ball in front of us, which is which is great for defenders because they know where where they're going. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't overly worried. I thought the defense in the second half held up extremely well under no pressure. Everton got two shots on target the entire match, and yeah. their xG in that match overall on those two shot on those nine shots total that they got was actually zero point three. So yeah. basically, what that means is. The chances they got were minimal in nature and of low quality. Uh, that, and so you know, just how I look at it, and, and as again, watchers and listeners, is how I look at it is one is possession, which is an anomaly. You could have eighty percent of the ball, but here's the problem: you got to create opportunities. You got to create, uh, you know, shot creating opportunities, goal creating opportunities. Then the third part of it is you got to convert them. You got to convert what you got, and so what happened is, I mean, Manchester United is actually their uh, they had less of the ball overall, but it really that part didn't really matter because Everton couldn't actually even create chances on that back line, which was very very solid and has been solid all year, has it not? Yeah, it has. Uh, and, and so, so from a tactical perspective, you know, allowing that that for. Uh, to just you know maintain that almost a wall back there that no one could get past. I've seen yeah. memes of it <laughs> of there of the yeah. wall of the of the center back uh, combo uh, that and uh, kind of that reference to uh, men's team in the in years past is a good reference. Is an excellent reference yeah. to y- y'all uh, United fans out there um, who follow along. Now, so from an offensive standpoint, well, let me before I get to that. In the 71st minute, there was a yellow card given out to Jill Scott on Everton. I, I, and I forget now who it was that she kind of basically elbowed 
Yeah. Was there any controversy about that? Should that have been a red? Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. It's a red card offence. Um, she was already on a yellow before right. that incident. Right. So, so it was at least two yellows, mm-hmm. if not a red. Um, but in my opinion, it was a straight red. In mm-hmm. We had people in our watch along yesterday who were going, it's the red card. It's a red card. The, mm-hmm. The one fall down that I feel in the women's game, and it's, it is my opinion, and you know, people will agree or disagree. The referees are very soft not to give a second card. They're very quick to give the first one, but they won't give a second yellow or a red, a straight red. I mean, unless it's something that they see and properly deserves it. Yesterday, it was an elbow to the face or to the, to the throat area. It's the yellow card. It's a foul. Um, if you give the foul, you've got to give the card. If she sees it, she's got to give the card. She and she didn't, uh, and that's that's a failing I I felt yesterday. I think the commentators in the in the in the match I watched, and I don't know if it's the same people. Uh, I I think it is. Uh, they were saying, well, maybe the the ref didn't see it, uh, and that's why it wasn't called. Um, and I and I, I don't and I correct myself. I don't think there was actually there was not a yellow given, obviously, because that would have sent her off in the first yeah. place, right? No. So there was some comment that that you know there was like from the commentators. I was like, whoa, wait, where's the card on that? She yeah. should, you know, she Absolutely. should be gone. I mean, anywhere yeah. else she would be gone. It would be over. Yeah. And there was no card given, and it was like. Okay. Um, I've heard complaints and I don't want to go on a tangent about the refs too much, but because I, I, I have some thoughts about that, but I, I have heard a lot of complaints about the refereeing in the, in the women's game in the WSL being, yep. dare I say, substandard yeah. uh, for a number of reasons um, and so forth. But, uh, and I, this may have been one clear example where there's clearly a foul that was not called um, on that. So that was I unfortunate. Mean- yeah, the referee yesterday has got previous with United. I'm not making it into a big controversial thing, but she, mm-hmm. she refereed a game last season against mm-hmm. Reading where she okay. gave um, a handball. She gave a penalty for a, a handball against us when it hit the player's head. Oh, wow. So wow. I, I'm not saying the referee was... The referee yesterday, she was good. She gave mm-hmm. She gave a fair amount of right decisions. The one decision she got wrong was... The, the the elbow, sure. and, and you can sometimes accept our decision, but when it's something as as, as big as that, then you, you've got to consider the refereeing. As you said, is it, it's not great. You get some really good referees, you get some really bad referees. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no uh, line of complete, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and I think this is where, and we got to, you know, that, that again, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go back to this, this flag that I've been planting all along is the equality of women and men in the competition, because yeah. in, in the men's game, you have VAR. Yeah. You don't have that in the women's game yeah. yet. Um, you had a match in the WSL that was postponed because the field was waterlogged. Um, yeah. That would not have happened. You know, if it were um, a, at a men's match, it would not have happened. Um, so it, there's just there's an equality issue that 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 everyone's got to got to work on. But it take is going to take some time. Let's go to the other side of, of the pitch, the offensive side, real quick. Yeah. Here, um, the offense, in my opinion, in the first, it, particularly in the first half, was dominant. But did they take the foot off the gas in the second? 
or what ha- what do you think happened in the second? They didn't seem as potent in the second half um, as they did in the yeah. first. I, I think the, the, in the second half, the Everton played a deeper deeper line. They played deeper. So mm-hmm. our only we, United like to play. I feel like to play the ball on the on the ground, make passes, get in behind the defence. Everton, they pushed up quite, they pushed up a bit of the field. So we had to play slightly more balls over the top. But it wasn't, um, I, I feel, I, I agree, we kind of took out, Everton were there for the taking in the second half. I felt that the way they were pushing forward, we could have hit them on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we kind of, we could have pressed for more goals, but I also think you've got to give credit sometimes to the opposition. They changed their tactics yeah. to to stop us getting in behind and uh, it, it worked. We had chances in the second half, but um, it's just one of those things. It almost, but it, they're also, you know, yes, um, it almost seemed that there was more of like, all right, let's focus on defense. Let's make sure that, don't give up anything on the other end, but it did leave some gaps open in the second half for United to counter. And they attempted to do so a few times uh, and so forth, but Everton seemed to kind of get a little bit more solidified. Um, As I said before, you know, there was less possession overall in the match, 59 to 41% overall, but in the grand scheme of things, that really doesn't mean anything. Only 68% accuracy on passing uh, overall in the match. Um, but again, I mean, it seemed when it was necessary, when they needed to get their chances, they converted them. Their XG offensively for the match was 1.9. And one of my favorite stats I like to throw out there is, is shot creating actions. And, and what that basically means is, is you part of the buildup of play. And were you a part of the buildup of play? Were you a part of the action that created a shot, that created opportunity? And Leah Galton, three shot creating actions you know i mean she was you know she can and the great what i love though is players that can both score and create and so you know leah didn't have a goal in the match you know she definitely scored she's one of the top goal scorers uh but she definitely created opportunities uh you know and she had three overall Haley ladd had two uh katie zellum had had two as well throughout the match um Offensively, were they on were they on track? Yeah, I thought like I, I said at the beginning, I think it was our best attacking first half. It was the best first half of attacking football I've seen probably this season. Everyone was on it. Kristen was, I think, Kristen taking to her, her performance into complete isolation. It was her best game in a red shirt by far. Um, she 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 looked a, a threat all the time. Um, Leah uh, Leah, I kind of felt sorry for Leah yesterday because whenever she got the ball, there was two players on her right. straight away yep. because yep. she is a threat. And as you, mm-hmm. you said, she, she is. But then, if they put two players on Leah, it kind of frees up Absolutely. everyone else. So yep. Hayley Ladd, she was she was getting forward yesterday. Katie Zell was getting forward yesterday. Jackie Grodin was getting forward yesterday. So we had all these players getting forward. And uh, in the first half, the attack was exactly that. It was just attacking. We, you know, we, we worked out a way to get around them. And I, I think Ella Toon mm-hmm. is, 
uh, yesterday, you know, she got in behind so many times and she should have had her, more than her one goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And yesterday, the attack in the first half was really, really good. And in the second half, the defence was really good. So it was an amalgamation of both both parts of the team yesterday. I think United fans actually should be really happy with this match. And the reason why is there's so there have been so much talk about the, about the ability for, of this team to convert their goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. This was the match where that didn't seem to be an issue. Yeah. You know, that didn't seem to be as much of an issue during that uh, during that period of time. So what's what's next for what's the next match coming up for United Women? What's coming up? Reading on Sunday. What's your thoughts about that early on, heading into that? Um, it's going to be a, a different game. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Reading are a, a very physical team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a, a team of they, they. They always give us a, a game of very. It's very physical. Very. Uh, but we're at home, mm-hmm. so on 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 that side of things, I'm confident. We should beat them at home. Obviously, there's no crowds in, so so that goes right. in their favour because we're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be a different game to to ever to every game will be different between now and the end of the season. So uh, this one will be. I, I think there'll be maybe a, a, a change or a couple of changes to to shore up the, the side. But like I said, it'll be more physical. It'll be mm-hmm. a, a tougher okay. tackling game. Okay, something something interesting to definitely look forward to. Mark, I really appreciate your time today. No Folks, problem. Man- Manchester is burning, is looking for a new name. We got to rebrand. If we're going to be doing full, all out, F-A-W-S-L, we can't call ourselves Manchester is burning anymore. As much as I love the name and I love the logo and everything else, we got to change the name. So if y'all have ideas out there, I'm going to give whoever comes up with a new name for our pod, new name for our video cast to uh, help us kind of rebrand everything. I'm going to send you a $50 Amazon gift card. Okay. I'm going to do that for you. If you help us come up with a name that we stick to uh, and so forth coming up. So, you know, follow us on Twitter and Manchester is burning. Follow us on Twitter. Send me a DM there. Okay. Send me a DM. Send me a reply to our uh, tweets that we send out about having a new name. All right. So Manchester is burning is going to close out for today. The next episode that is coming up, we're going to have Emma come back from the Manchester city women fan cast. She's been on now for last couple of weeks. Now she'll be back on again, match reaction to their, uh, their match. They also had yesterday uh, to keep themselves in, at least in uh, striking distance, potentially of the top United women. They're definitely in striking distance. They're out they're tied up with on points with Chelsea coming up. So as I say, to close everyone, look at the light, know the light is there, feel the light there, know that it's there. All right. All right. Also, you got to recognize, unfortunately, out there, the darkness is also there. You've got to acknowledge it, recognize it's there, but do not ever let the darkness hug you. But if it does, reach out, get help, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. Manchester's Burning is out for today.